As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on The Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Mo DeKeel. If you haven't heard, the Daily Ding is on the Athletic NBA show. You can find us there every single weekday morning. We got one last show this week, and we're going to start off with who else but Steph Curry. He had 20 points in the fourth quarter, led a massive comeback where the Warriors were getting killed entering the fourth quarter, and they ended up killing the Cavs in the end. They win 104-89. to Yeah, I mean, listen, before we get into just Curry being awesome offensively, that Warriors defense was unreal in the fourth quarter. Just let me give you some numbers here, Jared. I like numbers. First three quarters, right? The Cavs, who went into that quarter up 13, shot 48.5% from the field, 37.5% from three, had 12 turnovers, not great, but only four points for the Warriors off of those turnovers. Just just wait, because it gets. I'm not done. I'm not oh, done. Excuse that me. was the excuse first me. three quarters. Now let's go to the fourth quarter. The Cavs shot... 2 of 14 for 14.3%, 0 for 7 from 3, had 8 turnovers for 15 Warriors points, and they scored only 8 points in that quarter. Like, yeah, that Warriors defense was unfreaking real 36 to 8 fourth quarter. I can't remember seeing that big of a blowout in a long time. And it's funny because while Steph obviously is the main story everyone's going to fixate on, it was just watching the Warriors just blow up every single action with their switching. Draymond was out of his mind again. I mean, Draymond, is, his defense has just been, I feel like it's been almost as good as it's been his entire career. Steph's defense has been really good. It's like the Warriors are playing as probably the best basketball in the NBA right now. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. They're playing their very best. And for them, they just need a quarter. Normally, it's a third quarter. This one came a, a quarter late. They just need a third quarter, that's all, or, or just a quarter to really erase you on most nights. And that's exactly what they did to the Cavs. I mean, it wasn't like, okay, they eked out a win or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, they finished the final score and they were up. I'm doing math in my head, so that's never good. You know, 15-point win. Like, that's the thing. They go down 13, coming into the fourth quarter, come out plus 15-point win. I mean, that's unbelievable, Jared. 
Yeah, I mean, they got garbage time in the game in which they were getting killed under in the quarter. That's that's spectacular. And, you know, I said that they're the best team in the league thing, like it's a hot take. I mean, they have the best record by by a noticeable margin, so I guess that's not that great of a take. Anything else from this game that stood out? I mean, Nemanja Bialisa had a pretty solid shooting game. Darius Garland was okay, but, like, I don't know, nothing else really here. I did enjoy a, a, a couple of flashes from Kevin Love. From time to time, uh, he had a nice rotation and things like that. I'm really reaching here a little bit. And then a little sidestep three and things like that. It was nice to just see, you know, Kevin Love out there a bit, you know, with his gray hair, little silver fox action going. But, yeah, there wasn't too much. Darius Garland was awesome for the uh, Cavs. But also no Evan Mobley, no Jared Allen. Like, they're, they're missing their guys. Like, they should feel confident what they did the first three quarters. But that fourth quarter, they got to look at it going like, oof, that got away from us. Not Cleveland's for real this year, but uh, 40 points for Steph Curry, that's going to do it to you. So let's move on to the Miami Heat, trouncing the Washington Wizards, 112-97. Wizards were in control in the first quarter, and that did not last too long. Jimmy Buckets, 32 points on 11 for 19 shooting and four steals. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy was on another level, and some of it was just bad defense from the Wizards. Like, you would see things where, look, I know you're not gonna, you're not worried about Jimmy at the three-point line, but you need to be up so you, he doesn't take the mid-range shot because that's something he's pretty good at. Or get ahead of steam on you. I mean, you just don't want to have all, all of that. And they were just kind of hanging back a little too much with Montrezl Harrell. No Daniel Gafford for the, uh, the Wizards, so they did lose some rim protection there a bit. But, man... Jimmy was rolling, and this is just one of those games where you saw him get going, and it was like, yeah, they don't have an answer for him right now. Yeah, I know Lowry had 12 dimes as a game high for that one, but it was that Jimmy Bam pick and roll that was really special, and Bam just flooding the lane and just wreaking havoc even when he doesn't touch the ball. Yeah, and just being aggressive. You know, and, and when he rolls, he rolls hard, things like that. There's a play where Jimmy Butler's driving baseline, bam circles up, and it kind of just opened up a passing lane to P.J. Tucker in the corner. Like, just positive things, like simple movements like that from bam was good. But it was just, the more important thing was bam aggressive, that's good. You know, and he needs to do this on a regular basis. It's, it's when he's kind of having those passive nights that ends up becoming a problem for the Heat. Gabe Vincent. Is he the best backup point guard in the NBA right now if he has 18 points tonight? He could be the best backup point guard tonight. I don't know if we're going to go the whole NBA. I mean, he's not even the first guy off the bench when Tyler Hero's healthy for the Heat. So I think, you know, we're just going to have to, you know, he had a nice night. Let's just leave it at that, Jared. Let's not go too far. That was just the best crappy take I could think of to transition into the Vincent talk. Uh, P.J. Tucker, he was 6-7 for seven in this game. Miami looked rock solid. Washington, they were getting turned over. The Heat had six turnovers, which is pretty incredible. Maybe Tyler Hero being out helped a little bit with that one. Cuts but down on that. <laughs> yeah. So Miami, they have the they're tied with the Nets for the best record in the Eastern Conference at eleven and five. Wizards, they're just behind him at ten and five. Both teams have been six and four in their last ten. I mean, you know, Wizards two games in a row they've lost now, four wins in a row for Miami. Do you see the shift kind of happening here where the team that was the upstart is kind of falling behind and the team we thought was going to be great is pushing ahead. We're beginning to see it a little bit with Washington. I think they were playing above their, their head a little bit in, in the first, you know, 16, 15 games of the season. But, you know, I, I won't be surprised to see them come down to earth a little bit, but I don't think it'll be like a drastic drop. I don't think we're going to see them drop all the way out, like, you know, back into the play in and things like that. Although it's still, pretty tight in terms of the uh, standings, but I think they'll be fine. 
I mean, it really is amazing that we have the Wizards, Hornets, and Bulls all in a row at the top of the standings, while we have Philly down at 7, Bucks down at 11, Hawks down at 12, all these teams that we thought were going to be good coming into the year. The East, the East just does not look like what we were expecting it to, and that's why it's fun here on the Daily Ding. Don't worry. Milwaukee's about to shoot up now that they're healthy. I think whenever Philly gets Embiid back, I think they're going to be fine. I don't know what's going on with your boys, the Boston Celtics, or the uh, Atlanta Hawks, though. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Out in Denver, the Philadelphia 76ers beat the Denver Nuggets 103-89. to We had a very interesting moment in this game where Mike Malone stor- or Michael Malone storms the court, yeah. and it's followed up by a massive run by the Philadelphia 76ers to win it. So what the hell happened there, Mo? Well, he was about to storm the pod if he didn't fully say his name there, Jared. Don't make that mistake again. We're going to have problems. Mike Malone really kind of got irate when he thought there should have been an offensive foul on Seth Curry. He's driving. It did look like he kind of pushed Jokic off. Doesn't get the call there. Tobias Harris scores on the play. The Nuggets actually score on the other play down. And then Malone's just going completely ballistic. Two quick tees. He gets tossed. And to me, I kind of felt like this was one of those times where he thought like, I'm going to get ejected and I'm going to fire up a team. Unfortunately, Jared... (laughs) It was the other team that got fired up. The Sixers went on a massive run to close the third quarter. And basically, it wasn't a game after that. Yeah, I mean, Tobias Harris kind of came through after uh, Curry and Maxi were carrying the scoring load early. It's really interesting to see Philly, who's missing a lot of offensive talent, continuing to hold up. Well, I mean, let's pump the brakes. They've just snapped a five-game losing streak, Jared. <laughs> I should have phrased that. Start to hold up is what I meant to say. You know, but I know what you're saying because they've had picked up some wins with some of those guys out throughout the that run before Embiid went out. This is their first win since Embiid went out. You know, they're getting great play, not just from Maxi, not just from Curry, but, you know, Georges Nyang has been phenomenal for them this season. Knocking down big shots was three of six from three tonight. You know, Andre Drummond, not a great night tonight, but still pretty solid in general for them this season. I think, you know, you, you can kind of just see there's a lot of talent there. And I keep saying it to people. This is going to help them in the long run. It's going to hurt them a ton in the short term. But in the long run, these minutes are so valuable for all these young guys that it's going to help them when they're in the meat of the season. And I don't know if they'll be deep in the playoffs, but when they get into the playoffs. And uh, I believe Andre Drummond has 9,000 rebounds of his career. So that's, I guess, one thing that Andre Drummond did well. And uh, Charles Bassey had 12 points in this game. Interesting just hearing his name. I haven't heard it much so far. This is another game. Low turnovers, 9 for Philly, 10 for Denver. Low free throws, only 6 free throws for Philadelphia. I I can't think of anything more emblematic than this NBA season than a team only having 6 free throws in a game. Made 6 free throws, shot 12. It's a very good point. It's a very good point, yeah. But they win anyway. 
so let's just hit on one more thing from this night. It was Utah beating the Raptors 119 to 103. Huge second half from Utah. Joe Ingles playmaking was just so good in the second half of this game. It's what Joe does, you know, and, and you kind of put him in those opportunities off the pick and roll. It's still probably one of the slowest human beings coming off of a pick and roll. But like at the same time, it's so slow. It messes everybody up defensively. He's always going to pick you apart. He's going to make the right place, whether it's a lob to go bare or white side over the top, whether it's, you know, finding the guy that's lifting up for the three and things like that. He always just makes really smart plays off of that. So his playmaking is something that's just always been a positive thing for the Jazz, something that's been a big part of his game. All right, well, let's finish this off with the most important part of this game, which is Rudy Gay finally playing for the Utah Jazz, and he has 20 points in 18 and a half minutes, shot seven for eight from the field. When the uh, when the sideline reporter was telling him his stat line after the game on the uh, you know on the live broadcasted interview in the arena, he made sure to tell everyone, "Don't expect that every single night." Yeah, like hey, everybody, pump your brakes there. I just was feeling really good tonight, but it was really important for the jazz to kind of get him back out there like this is a guy that's going to play a pivotal role for this team they're gonna it's gonna allow them to play small ball from time to time which is something that really hurt them in the playoffs besides the fact their guards couldn't stop anybody from driving into the paint but i think this is going to help them sort of add a little more defensive versatility to their uh playbook and you know it was just it was exciting to see him out there since that was the big piece of their uh off season well, that'll do it for us here on The Daily Ding. Do not forget to subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash ding. And be sure to tell us the two words that matter the most, Mo. Ding, ding. <laughs>